shake it up, shake it up, uh-huh, uh. Kelsey Bowl happening as we record this. That is the sound of an Arizona Kiwi Strawberry Fruit Juice Cocktail. Uh, following last night's sad watermelon, we have tonight's Happy Kiwi Strawberry. Uh, this is the Casual Die Hard Podcast, and I am Jesse from the Internet. Uh, with me again tonight, uh, Britt from the Internet is taking a sip of something, so I will address <laughs> from the Internet. Keelan, how are you? Howdy. <clears throat> I'm great. You know, preparing for the, the food the food time. Thursday food time. Love Thursday it. food time, as uh, as was ordained by Abraham Lincoln in <laughs> 1861. I, I do believe that's how the history happened, Jess. Uh, happy Thursday food day to all. Uh, we'll get into that <laughs> a little bit more. Um, but, Keelan, you pointed us put, pointed at our group chat earlier today to a story that I had not seen over the weekend, which was uh, this from CBS Sports when I get back to it, because I was doing some nonsensical hot takery before uh, with Britt before the show. And now I am. Britt, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am, I am drinking today a very seasonal, the Canada Dry Cranberry Ginger Ale. Ooh. Oh, that sounds really nice. It is one of my favorite things. I have been often known to just mix ginger ale and cranberry juice. Um, Hmm. It was one of those things that my grandparents used to make. My grandmother used to make me as a mocktail for like holiday parties and stuff. And it just feels very seasonal now. And at some point in the past handful of years, Canada Dry heard heard my pleas. And now I don't even have to mix two things in a cup. I could just open a can. That's awesome. Sounds delicious. I want to try it. Product placement. It's, it's delightful. Yeah. Canada, call me. <laughs> so from Arizona to Canada, we've got all of the bases covered of beverages. <laughs> all of the geographical related beverages. <laughs> uh, so, Keelan, you, you shared this with us. Uh, Texas A&M wide receiver Moose Muhammad spites ex-coach Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> By wearing sleeves in breakout performance. This is from CBS Sports. Uh, Texas A&M wide receiver Moose Muhammad III had a breakout performance in a 38-10 win over Abilene Christian while wearing arm sleeves in the first game post-Jimbo Fisher era. (laughs) Muhammad was previously benched for attempting to wear sleeves. (laughs) Sports are um, dumb, and college football is dumb in a way that other sports can only dream of being. Yeah, I just want that sentence out of context here. Previously <laughs> <laughs> benched for attempting to wear sleeves. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's one of those sentences that you, if you hear fully out of context, it does sort of break your brain a little bit, and you sit there like trying to contemplate the scenarios under which sleeves would be this big of a problem. And then you're like, wait, do they mean sleeves like, like clothing sleeves? Certainly they must mean something else. Well, Muhammad's issue with the sleeves came to a head after a 13 to 10 loss to Auburn in 2022. Despite being pressed on the sidelines, Muhammad did not play. (laughs) 
So this has been a this has been an ongoing thing. Yes. Sleeve related uh, beef. <laughs> the Aggies mustered just 121 yards passing and 3.4 yards per pass attempt in the loss, which cost them bowl eligibility. I want to clear the air, Muhammad wrote in a since-deleted tweet, I guess at the time. I was benched for wearing arm sleeves, something that my teammates and opponents wear frequently for protection. I apologize to my teammates and fans and looking forward to getting back on the field. Gig'em 24-7. Hold on. Or Gig'em. Yep, go ahead. So there's not even like a team policy against sleeves, like it's specifically this guy? Am I interpreting that correctly? That his teammates wear sleeves, he's just not allowed to? That is correct. It is not just him, though. Uh, Gig'em247 or Gig'em247, I'm not sure on the name of that site, uh, reported after the game that Fisher had a rule against skill position players wearing sleeves. Interesting. (laughs) Does it say why? Is it like a... Slippery. Fisher. Fisher declined. Yes. Players wearing sleeves. For, players like very wearing sleeves for various reasons, ranging from aesthetics to protecting their arms from scratches by defenders or the turf. However, Fisher reportedly did not like his skill players wearing sleeves because of the risk of the ball sliding off. <laughs> Interesting. Not to be a conspiracy theorist here, but like. <laughs> It feels, it. it feels pretty racist, right? Like, if you're going to call out skill players specifically. Yeah. Like, think yeah. about the average uh, racial demographics in uh, across position groups. Yeah. Punters allowed to wear sleeves. Kickers allowed to wear sleeves. Yeah. Right. Feels a little racist, all I'm saying. Agreed. It's yeah. It's one of those things where it's like it's not overtly racist, but it's it's insidious right. because of exactly what you're describing. I mean, a lot like the Yankees' hair policy, like disproportionately affects players of color. Right. Uh, it, it was not ex- in both cases not explicitly intended to do that, probably. But that is but the, the end result. <laughs> and they're not complaining about it. Uh, yeah. Muhammad looked uh, reinvigorated in the first game since Fisher's firing. <laughs> He's on the field. <laughs> and warm. And warm. <laughs> the junior led the team with seven targets and averaged a ridiculous 26.0 yards per catch. That is pretty pretty crazy 31 of his yards came after the catch including a freaky leap over an abilene christian defender well 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 i like the word choices in this spite yeah this is spectacular yeah uh that that is it for for this uh so jimbo is gone after apparently Cutting off his receiver's arms to spite his head? Or... <laughs> oh my god. Uh, 
Lily also is is not with us this evening, but did share earlier that uh, Yale has an offensive lineman, uh, Kieran. M- oh, I don't have a pronunciation guide here. Kieran Amigadaji. I think I might have gotten that Amigadaji. Uh, Kieran Amigadaji. Uh, Going into the NFL draft, and I do have, he, you know, put up one of these, I ain't reading all that, or I'm happy for you, or uh, condolences, sorry that happened, uh, one, one of those <laughs> posts. Uh, but at the end, it, you know, it says, it is with great excitement that I like to announce that I will be entering the 2024 NFL draft. Roll dogs. I have... Hmm. I, I, I attended an institution in this league. Um, <laughs> I never once heard the phrase roll dogs. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't work. No, it just feels wrong. It yeah. feels extremely wrong. Um, what are they and rolling? Why would them? you Right. Roll, rolling how? Rolling where? And also a rolling dog does not feel intimidating. Right. A rolling dog feels like a doofy puppy who's just having a good time. Not not well, the, the angle you're going for. Adorable. A I'm thinking of like a hot dog on one of those 7-Eleven spinners. Also good. Also good. Steam roll table. Dog. 7-Eleven <laughs> roll dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm oh here for God. that. <sighs> yeah, I just, we have a lot of product placement opportunities. We do have a lot of product placement. Someone sponsors. God damn it. 7-Eleven, where you can get your Arizona iced tea, your cranberry ginger ale, uh, whatever Keelan is drinking, so long as you're in the Midwest, because I assume that you're drinking booze. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm drinking sweet tea. Sweet tea, also available at 7-Eleven. Oh, thank heaven. And uh, and also, oh, thank heaven for what happened in Columbia, South Carolina, where <laughs> the South Carolina Gamecocks defeated the Kentucky Wildcats on the strength of the appearance of Finnish superstar Darude. Uh, that is according to Shane Beamer, <laughs> who met Darude after the game and said, you got us over the hump. And also, if I'm ever in Finland, I'll look you up. <laughs> I am sad that uh, oh South Carolina God. cannot make Clemson Bowl ineligible. Although I suppose that they could beat them badly enough that they quit football forever. Uh, I would that is what that I'm as an option. Um, and yeah, I'll just I'll throw out another little segue here for us. Uh, speaking of quitting football forever, that's what I would do if I was the head coach at Auburn, and I lost oh at home God. by three touchdowns to New Mexico State. <laughs> I, I wish. Yeah, I saw the score of that game um, in like, I don't know, like the, before halftime. I think it was still like the first quarter. And I, I want to say it was like 10 to 6 or something at that point. And I was like, oh, well, that's fun. Good for you. S- assuming, yeah. apparently foolishly, that it would, you know, you get those uh, 
the the fake upsets occasionally where like it's clearly like the the team the heavily favored team sort of just doesn't show up in the first half and then they get reamed out by the coach and the at halftime and realize like oh we should play football and then proceed to just destroy whoever it is in the second half i was fully expecting that it was one of those scenarios right I feel like that's what what you've just described is every Florida State game this year, including the one that they played on Saturday against North Alabama. Correct. Yes. Yes. I was thinking the same. Same exact. I yeah. That that is the outcome I was expecting, right? Uh so it's a little dicey. Boy. Boy, did did Auburn prove me wrong there. (laughs) Well they sure did. I guess after all of those baptisms, you know, it's not, <laughs> I don't know what God is expressing. God can't save you now, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Putting through a real Job, job, whatever his name is, type situation. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not good at the Bible. I'm not, I'm not versed at Bible stories, my bad. The book of Job. Is it Job or Job? It is Job. <laughs> It's show. Thank you. <laughs> Fun fact to the evening. <laughs> but as as someone who grew up without uh, that chunk of the Bible, um, I I would certainly it was I was older than uh, yeah. It's one of those where it's like you've read it all those times but never heard it. It's like yeah, the Book of Job. Job. It's, it's uh, God's employment <laughs> listings. <laughs> the only Job I know is Arrested Development. Yeah, the Book of LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, the only Job I know is, uh, in addition to George Oscar Bluth, um, is Joe Bellingham, who is Jude's brother and plays for Sunderland now. Uh, I also have on our on our list of topics uh, things that happened over the weekend that I found uh, enjoyable and delightful and interesting. Uh, it just says Farm Report in capital letters, parentheses, Iowa. <laughs> uh, once again, the Hawkeyes uh, delivered a performance in which uh, the two teams combined for a very low total of points. But Iowa won yet again, clinching the Big Ten West and ensuring uh, that either Michigan or Ohio State is going to have to go through absolute hell in order to reach the college football playoff. And personally, I can't wait. Hell. Speaking of Job, <laughs> it's a good transition. And, and speaking of hell, uh, Nebraska... <laughs> Wisconsin in prime time. Wow. God. And that game went to overtime. That was <laughs> depressing. Depending yeah. on who you are. No one needed um, more than four quarters of that game, though. No, I agree. I was like, well, how is Especially this Especially for Nebraska to then turn around and lose. Yeah. Right. Right. You can't even give me a good narrative out of it. Yeah, that was... That's just... Yeah. So the Iowa game will be interesting. The upside of that, and uh, I texted you guys 
with disbelief when the over-under on this game uh, opened at 27 and a half. It has since gone down to 26 and a half. And <laughs> while we were bemoaning before oh. the show the inundation of gambling uh, into our sports culture, uh, it might be worth it for the mainstreaming of just how ludicrous Iowa football is. Um, I hope they do it. I hope that they achieve their ultimate goal of uh, winning a game one to nothing on a one point safety in the third overtime, a pick one. (laughs) Oh, I just, I have almost come around to the point where I think I almost unironically love them just because they are so committed to the bit. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm capable of that. (laughs) I mean, it's terrible. Don't get me wrong. That defense is so good. And, like, the kids on that defense, like, it's one thing for, like, the New York Jets to be like, (laughs) oh, my God, we have to play with fucking Zach Wilson. Or, oh, my God, we have to play with fucking Tim Boyle. Or in the second quarter of Friday's game, oh, my God, we have to play with Trevor Simeon. Like, that's a professionally inept team. At Iowa, you sold a bill of goods to a teenager that you would be bringing them to a competitive football team. They are amazing on one side of the ball and absolutely dog shit on the other. And, like, that that ain't cool. Like, you're... Like, it's like going to a school where they teach you math all day, but then you come out of there, you can't read. <laughs> it is somewhat uniquely infuriating. Working. No. <laughs> because, I, well, and the thing is, it's like if they were even mildly offensively competent, like they don't have to be like an offensive powerhouse. No. They just have to look like a, they have seen a successful offensive scheme ever. you go back to that 31, nothing game against Penn state. And it's really like, okay, they, they gave up 31 because that was just like, it was not because Penn state like exposed Iowa as like being that much of a level below Penn state. It's really because the conditions that day and just everything about it, uh, conspired to the worst possible scenario for Iowa. Right. Like they probably should have lost that game. Like, 12 nothing. 15 nothing. Right. Um but still you're at a point where you're two touchdowns a game away and that would be scoring two and a half touchdowns a game basically. From being on the level where you can actually compete with the the big teams here because you can build a defense and it's not like this is a scenario where there is some kind of fucking salary cap 
And just because you ha- you've got all your, you know, so many resources devoted to your defense, you can't <coughs> do it on offense. It's embarrassing. And it's not like Iowa is not capable of like doing good at sports in other sports. Women's basketball is great. Wrestling's great. Track, I think, is really good. I don't know. It should be. It should be better. There was a time when, like, I found Iowa to be charming, and I feel like maybe that was wrong. Um, <laughs> but this whole last several years of Ferencjum has <laughs> the Ferencing. <laughs> The ferreting has been a heel turn toward the game of football. They are playing anti-football. And... Yeah. On some level, I respect that because it's it's a long-standing tradition for, you know, that's how... That's how you win as a little guy is you play as little of the sport as possible. You roll down the amount of sample size. The fucking Princeton offense in basketball. Well, we're certainly not going to be able to run with UCLA. But if we slow the fuck out of the game and play a really frustrating style, okay, Iowa, you've got that. There is no rule preventing you from then blending that with some kind of competent other side of the ball. Right. Run the fucking triple. Like, there's no reason. Like, why? Why not? Why shouldn't Iowa run the triple? Do it this week against Nebraska. You'll score eighty-seven points. Right. Like, there's really no. I I think that's sort of part of the problem even more than the incompetence it's the lack of creativity (laughs) like like you don't have to you don't have to run out like a west coast offense (laughs) with a you don't have to or or you don't have to pull out like an like a vintage alabama offense it'd be fun if you did but like nobody's really asking for that like just figure out how to do something. And if it means run the triple or do something, run a bunch of wildcat or whatever, like at, at, at least give me something. Yeah. At some point we should get somebody out here who, who can like seriously get into this. I know who I want to get to, to talk about this. So we'll, we'll save that for uh, down the road. I think I will say, um, on the Nebraska side of things, this game is a lot more interesting with Iowa having clinched the big 10 West and Nebraska still playing for bowl eligibility mm-hmm. Yep. because still. Um, I don't know. It's day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, Iowa's... I think they have a huge, advantage having Shelba Pretty back. Um, and hopefully it gets better. Or not. We'll see. 
That's Nebraska football. It'll get better or not. <laughs> I mean, not. it's wild. It's wild. But it's like, that made all of the difference. So, you know, families are going to be watching. So, uh, Jeff Sims should not be uh, involved. <laughs> it's not too fair. graphic. It's not fair. So that is one of several games uh, happening this week. I think that we can agree that Iowa-Nebraska is the corn of the Thanksgiving weekend <laughs> smorgasbord of college football. Uh, what I would like to discuss with you guys in, in discussing the games to come this weekend is uh, what is the rest of our of our meal looking like? And I think... Oh. I have, I, I will start us with, with the big one, the turkey, the, the main course, the thing that is always there, uh, the Iron Bowl. We're coming back around to Auburn, too. Uh, you know, looks like it's going to be dry as fuck this year. <laughs> I, I was about to say, this is the perfect year for this, right? Because... Uh, as the turkey, it is the thing with the most pomp and circumstance, the thing that is sort of mm-hmm. the, the non-negotiable, but that also is not really what everyone's excited about. Like, nobody's really coming for that, but, like, you can't avoid it. You have to put a piece of turkey on your plate. You're going to eat mashed potatoes and stuffing and green bean casserole and sweet potatoes and everything else. But, like, you have to at least nod at the turkey. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had less of a thought that the iron bowl was going to be approaching interesting. No, I I can't even talk myself into Auburn as an agent of chaos in this particular scenario. No, they, they just lost at home by three touchdowns to yeah. New Mexico state. Yeah. I'm excited about it. <laughs> but I was just I was just sharing that I'm really it's really confusing because for probably a decade, maybe more, I really railed against Alabama and I went to grad school there. So it's a very big like weird like cognitive dissonance thing. And so this is the first year I'm like, fuck Auburn. <laughs> great. I'm like finally aligned. <laughs> Roll tide, roll dogs. <laughs> roll dogs. <laughs> oh God. I I think there might be a good piece of this turkey, a little crispy skin, um, which is I think Nick would love to spend the entirety of that day just running it up on on Hugh. Um, I don't think. You know, not that he really ever has that much of a compunction about it. Um, but I feel like there's, yeah, there's history, if you will. Um, yeah, I, I, feel I think like, that's. Uh, I feel like, you know, I mean, a lot, I think because of Hugh Freeze's like clown status too, because yeah, Nick Saban's been pretty good, at least about being equitable in a public facing presence, at least 
which I think mm-hmm. is yeah. pretty cool and surprising and nice, especially for an SEC coach. So it's almost like, I'm not going to say opposites coaching in a way, but I, it's quite different, um, which is also why it's going to be fun to watch for me. <laughs> I think what Unless I'm looking for out of... To Alabama. And then it'll be funny oh. and surprising. Yeah, on, on the one percent chance that something bad happens to Alabama, I'm here for it. But <laughs> what I'm really looking for out of this game is uh, sometime around the third quarter, about middle of the third quarter, Gary Danielson uh, with a shot of Hugh Freeze on the sideline saying, "This is not the afternoon that Hugh had in mind." <laughs> I. I feel like the thing that would make this broadcast immediately better is just give me a dedicated Hugh Freeze camp. Like I just, mm. I just want a Hugh picture in picture for the entirety of the game, so that I can watch his reaction to every terrible thing that happens to him. I think uh, Alabama. What they should do this game. This is a home game for them. I've not looked because it's that uninteresting. Um, well, even if they, even if it is a road game, that will look. Uh, what they, what they should do is bring out a hospital bed. What is happening? That would be. Hey, we've got an ad. Deals end November 28th. Okay. I think. <laughs> no. In my search for... Oh, okay. It's at Auburn. Uh, they should roll up... Uh, roll up with a hospital bed. It would yeah. be really Let funny. Have Nick coach from a hospital bed. It would be really funny. It's a great idea. Oh, even it being at Auburn doesn't... Uh, do anything for me in thinking that this game will be anything at all. No, no. Okay. It, it, it does not matter even a little bit. I agree. So we go for the best matters. part of of Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving meal, the side dishes. Um, got a few of these. I think the egg bowl is, is actually on Thanksgiving night. We can start there. Um, I think uh, I will say that to me is eggs um, because it is just super weird and you have to deal with it. Confusing. Good old Thanksgiving <laughs> eggs. <laughs> none, of, none of this will make sense. I will share though that uh, before the show, before the show, I was I was on Twitter and I saw this uh, this tweet from Brad Logan. Um, Brad Logan of uh, as a contributor to Inside the Rebels on 247 Sports. Uh, he writes, Ole Miss is 4-0 this season when any combination of Tom Hart, uh, Jay Rogers 11, Jordan Rogers, and ah, second straight podcast mention for Jordan Rogers and uh, Cole Kubelik are either in the booth or on the sideline, wins over Georgia Tech, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Texas A&M. Uh, that was retweeted by Lane Kiffin, who's uh, apparently looking for for anything uh, this week 
on the Twitter. Struggle. We've got a battle for the golden egg graphic. He tweeted some Charles Swindoll. Lane is, uh, what do you think he's thinking right now? Should he go to AM? I wonder if he's a little concerned right now. The Oracle says. What does the Oracle say? <laughs> think Lane's gotten into astrology at any point, or is that still out there for him to discover? I think that's too mainstream woo-woo for him. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to go astrology. I think if he, I think if he's going to do anything, he's going to go, like, I was going to say, like, reading tea leaves, but even that. Like, he, he's going to find something off an infomercial or, like, a multi-level marketing <laughs> scheme. I think he's at least been introduced to astrology because he has daughters, right? So he's probably Makes sense. aware of it. Maybe he's, like, a hot yoga guy like not sex like bikram is that it's that hot yoga? i don't know i don't know yoga mm, i think bikram is throwing hot out yoga. A bunch of, okay cool just throwing out a bunch of stuff i don't know tonight i could see him being a hot yoga guy i could see him being um into a lot of those weird like recovery like therapies like not the normal ones but like the really extreme like cryotherapy and like the yeah. really weird cupping and like the stuff where you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, he gets acupuncture. Maybe he goes really? into the what is that thing? Like the float chamber. Yes. Oh, the the Aaron Rodgers deprivation tank. <laughs> no, that was that was a darkness ayahuasca retreat. It's different. <laughs> Didn't he also do a, a like a, a deprivation tank at some point? No, yeah, I mean he probably did. Who yeah. among us again? Like, I would actually really like to do one of those tanks. That seems pretty cool to me personally. I also like the spinny ride at the at the <laughs> carnival where you get like thrown up against the wall. And, and you're all sticky to the wall and you can kind of climb up, shimmy your way up the wall. Um, Lane Kiffin, if you're out there and you want to ride on the Gravitron sometime, uh, mailbag at something. We haven't figured that out yet, but like DM me. I follow you on, on Twitter. Uh, so hit me up, Lane. We'll, we'll go on the Gravitron and uh, talk about mental health. Um, <clears throat> That's romantic. Also this week, uh, the Apple Cup is is the farm, the other farm-to-table uh, matchup. I feel like, yeah, it's that's pie. That's an apple pie. It's always there. It's, Washington's going to beat them. Like, yeah. I know that Washington State has been, you know, got off to a good start, lost a bunch, and then, really kind of shit can Colorado. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not going to keep up with Washington there unless Washington just lays down an absolute stinker, which cannot imagine happening. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's technically, technically within the realm of possibility, but <clears throat> I think Auburn beating Alabama is more likely than Wazoo 
winning this particular Apple Cup. I'm going to throw one out. I want to contribute. I feel like Toledo yeah. and is this Central Michigan? That's some kind of like chili. So they can put it on mm. like Coney's, Coney Dogs or spaghetti. Go full Cincinnati on the five way. Exactly. We're having Coney's on Thanksgiving. I like it. <laughs> well, with that terrible turkey, we need something else. So, so that's good. Need some protein. Uh, yeah, and that's that's good. Well, you know what? Uh, we often would have uh, sort of while the turkey was in the oven, we, we'd have some pigs in a blanket. That's true. That's true. We we do so, the same. Gonna have a little hors d'oeuvre. Horse d'oeuvres. Horse d'oeuvres. Horse d'oeuvres. Yeah, little little smokies, canned olives, and pick like little baby pickles. I don't know why that's the thing in my family, but that is the assortment. Like gherkins? Yeah, like little gherkins. <laughs> canned olives, like black olives, like just straight up olives. And little smokies. So- so y'all are just really into brine, huh? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I, I genuinely do not even know how this, ha- how this started. I, I do not recall. Brine. But, but now here we are. That That's just like, to the point where like, if my mom doesn't put the black, put the olives out, my dad will like go get them out of the pantry and will like confirm with her that she bought some at the grocery store. It's serious. I, yeah, I don't. I, it's like I said, we're very committed to this. I can't entirely explain why. Like crackers or anything, or yeah, just straight yeah, up. Just I mean, up an olive. No, I, well, yeah. I mean, there's usually like some cheese and crackers or something else floating around, or like okay. spinach dip or something. There's usually other things. It's just like the olives and the pickles and the little smokies are like the non-negotiables for some reason. <laughs> the the what other stuff smoke? is like free agents. What what is a little smoky? <gasps> oh oh, Jesse. Okay, so they're if you think of pigs in a blanket, they're the inside. Mm-hmm. They're the hot dog part of a pig's pig in a blanket. Okay. That's just we, the name for it. Yeah, that's the brand. They're little Smokies. Oh. Well, they're they're Jimmy Dean, but they're okay. The uh, the pig in a blanket hot dogs of choice up here are uh, Hebrew National or Sabret. I do. I love a Hebrew National. Yeah, the the little Smokies are a little different because they really are like they're smoked sausage rather than like hot dogs. Okay, so so they're yeah, a little I different flavor wise. In my family, we heat them up with barbecue sauce. Okay. There are some people will do like a very cursed, like grape jelly and barbecue sauce and some other stuff Ooh. kind of mixture that I have also no. seen on like cocktail meatballs. I'm not a big fan, but it is very much a thing, thing some places. I just like them Got like it. plain with mustard, some sort of mustard. Yeah, no, they're, they're excellent with mustard. They don't require a whole so lot. I think grape jelly and olives is uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yukon UMass, the cum bowl. <laughs> needs to be mentioned. Uh, 
Should I I go to that game? That's a question. Oh, well, how far away are you going to be? Like, like how much would you have to commit? Well, right. But like, how, how hard are we committing to this? I guess is really the question. All right. Uh, Well, I will be. Uh, while while I look this up, uh, I will let you guys discuss the Civil War because I think that's an actual uh, interesting contest uh, that uh, that also has that and the Territorial Cup have Pac-12 title game implications because Oregon still needs to win, uh, yeah. and if they don't, Arizona really should beat Arizona State. Uh, and oh my they god, I hope go. so. Uh, so. I, I really, I would find that delightful. Although Oregon is a playoff caliber team, and I want good things for Bo Nix, uh, both just in general and also because it's funny in relation to Auburn. Right. It It is specifically extra funny right now, even relative to what it normally would be. McGurk Alumni Stadium. McGurk. Alumni Stadium. Uh, from my current location, it's a two-hour, 47-minute drive. That's not very helpful uh, from where I'm going to be. I was going to say that's that's too far. A yeah, I was saying. Two-hour and 18-minute drive? The fuck? How is UMass as far away from New York City as it is from Plymouth, Massachusetts? Uh, you because UMass at UMass is way the fuck west. Yes, speaking as someone who went to college mere minutes away, UMass is in the fucking Berkshires. It is in the ass end of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, so I will not be like attending lovely, the Cumble. I will say I have not gone to that game, but I have gone to a number of UMass games when I was a youth, and I I am not built for that shit. It is too cold. It is too cold. When you get to the point of playing meaningful football, which, I mean, meaningful for whatever value of that word ever applies to UMass, but um, it, I, I, am, I am too Californian and Southern bred for that. I can't, I can't do it. It's too cold. I do not want to sit outside in snow. And I know many people do it and it is not for me. <laughs> uh I will be spending the weekend with some people who have done that for the Patriots for many years. And I somewhat understand it in that case. Uh, But also I went with them to a very snowy game one time and I was like, I'm never ever doing this again. I'm extremely cold and wet and could have watched this on television. (laughs) Right, right. I could have watched all of this with better sight lines from my couch. <laughs> and not worrying about how I've seen so many of these people drinking in the parking lot. And now we're all getting in these cars onto icy roads. No big deal. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It'll be fine. You're right. That'll be fine. Yeah. We're all fine. It's good. I've been doing this for years. Yeah. Um. Reminds me of the the guy who I worked with at a bar who uh, talked about how much easier it was to for him to drive drunk than coked up. 
Oh, good. Okay. Oh, oh, wow. Good, good nice. that you know that about yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice, I, I mean, glad he did the science for that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> he had like a, a good sample amount so he could test for statistical significance. <laughs> Yikes. So. The Civil War is a food of some kind. Oregon, Oregon State. Ducks, beavers, should be pretty tasty. Uh, yeah, and I, like, you know what? I, I appreciate Oregon State being fairly good. In the, in the midst of having been basically like kind of yeah. left at the altar by the rest of the conference. Like they, they, could, they could fuck Oregon up a little bit. Like, oh, I, th- I think it's definitely with, I don't think it's likely, but I think it's absolutely within the realm of possibility more so than the other games. Like that is more likely than Wazoo or Auburn. Like doing anything meaningful. Absolutely. Do I think it'll happen? No. No. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm still not putting money on it. But I think it's. Yeah. It's and like Florida Mizzou last week. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring that back up, but it was a it was a it's hell fine. of a game. It's fine. <laughs> It was it was a hell of a game that I never really believed Florida was going to win. No, no, not not even a little bit. Like there were times when they were ahead and it was still like Yeah, I'm still pretty sure Mizzou's gonna come up with this at the end. And it still took like the field goal and Mevis at the end, but like there never felt like there was a huge doubt that that was the scenario that was unfolding one way or another. No. Yeah. There was definitely a feeling of inevitability about it somehow. Like you said, even, even when Florida was leading, it was like, okay, well that's nice. That's nice, dear. I'm glad you're not embarrassing yourself. (laughs) I suppose. Hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the cat in the poster. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Billy, Billy Napier is, is the hang in there cat right now. <laughs> uh, oh, I, 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 just, uh, I don't even know what to do with them. I just, I don't know. I thought it was interesting how Missouri celebrated, though, because, like, yeah, they won a close game, but it was like, you guys are ranked night right you're like you realize this should not have been close right Right? yeah exactly (laughs) i was like i i don't know i'd be kind of mad but i guess yeah has that affected i haven't looked at the rankings this week did that affect them at all that's a good Um, question i haven't looked right now yeah i think we were all texting on the side just about how they wondered it was yeah, it was just very weird. The they one won. thing I'm I'm mad about though, 
See, the one thing I'm mad about, it, though, is the fact that they, it's a Graham Mertz is hurt now. So it's like, oh, this, we really are done now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, they weren't going to that... beat Florida State either, but that, now that game is just going to be painful. Although. <laughs> Although. Although. Florida State also wound up with a is what what wound up happening with uh, Jordan Travis? Because that was a that's a significant injury, um, and also and I know we did this with TCU last year, and but those and those games were closer. But yeah, yeah. Jordan Travis is out for the season, um, and yeah, that's really unfortunate. But it also does feel like, yeah, probably not this one. Uh, probably it's Louisville in the conference championship game because they're a weird team and kind of frustrating. And like, you know, the way right. they beat Notre Dame, they right. have like one really confusing loss uh, right after that. But uh, Florida, Florida can. You you don't have to finish that sentence. It's you don't. It's okay. It's, it's <laughs> I release much... you. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. As somebody who has for forever and a day rooted for Florida in this game, you know, going back to the first time I heard the freaking chop. Um I believe in Florida State's ability to self-destruct. Um, that That is a fair point. I, I like how that sounded. Do I think it happens game. here? No. I think it happens in the other game. Yeah, probably. And I don't... I like that you were I like, I believe. Right. Yeah. It sounded like it was going to be a powerful like <laughs> mantra. No. We believe. No. no. I believe that FSU will fuck up. <laughs> right. FSU, fuck shit up. There you go. That's, there you uh, go. Get that one for free. Yeah, I think uh, that game is the selection of alcoholic beverages uh, at <laughs> yes. the Thanksgiving table. Correct. Uh, to choose your choose your spirits. Uh, oh, we didn't come up with what the Civil War was for food. I mean, it's, that a, it's pr- like it's one of the big ones. Yeah, I feel like that's like a stuffing mashed potato situation. That's like a compelling game. Yeah. All right. So stuffing mashed potatoes, I think, is that in the Territorial Cup? Yeah. Arizona, ASU going together. Yeah. Although it's a little hard to say that because ASU is just such a tire fire. So I don't know how interesting that game is really actually going to be. Yeah, Arizona could just kick their ass. I think it's likely that they do, yeah. It probably is. That is the problem with this season and this sport is that there are um, a lot of good teams, but they just don't ever seem to play each other. Oh, wait, uh, there's Ohio State-Michigan. Is that a important game on Saturday? Uh, maybe, maybe. It's like green beans. Yeah. Who even needs it? 
green beans with little like almonds in it. <laughs> I actually really like that. Give me those crispy onions too. Those yeah. are the best. Puts like cream of mushroom in it. Like, lo- love a condensed cream soup and some vegetables. <laughs> Add some cream cheese. If oh yeah, God Fancy didn't want now. us to eat it that way. Wouldn't have put that soup in those cans. <laughs> Amen. So, do we have any feelings about this one? About Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, my my main feeling is that I can't decide I, which outcome is funnier. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say either as a food or as a as a football uh, contest for humor. Um, I agree with Britt because on the one hand, it seems like as noted harbaugh keeps just saying the weirdest just stuff and i'm like i think it'll get weirder winning but i'm not sure i i just want like if harbaugh wins we might get video of him just fully singing the entirety of rick of the edmund fitzgerald (laughs) and i i'm here for that because i think that sounds unhinged in a perfect way. I believe that that is a possibility. Go blue, I think, is the more likely thing to get us Jim Harbaugh shirtless singing the wreck of the Edmonds oh, Gerald. Shirtless. You know that was on the table. He's got to be shirtless, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, I did not add that particular detail, but sure. He's shirtless with chinos. Oh, God. (laughs) Are they pleated? Obviously. (laughs) That man has never seen a flat front pant in his life. (laughs) Still wearing a hat. Oh, my God. Not sure about sunglasses. (laughs) No, sunglasses is disrespectful. Disrespectful to the memory of those lost on the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh God! Maybe that's just how he mourns. <laughs> Shows respect. <sighs> the the funniest thing about that is I... that I, I'm waiting for this to happen, and it probably already has, and I just haven't seen it. I'm waiting for the officially licensed We're the Lake t-shirts. I I think that's definitely coming. Like, it's got to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Then we're going to get into, like, water rights arguments. Yeah. If if they win the title, they will, like, paint We Are the Lake on a side of the stadium. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It reminds me a little bit of when there was one point when like before the Astros got good again, when they were selling officially branded, like through MLB.com, trust the process t-shirts. 
Come on. And philosophically, yeah. it feels similar. That's I... It does. You're right. I don't like it. <laughs> no. No, I do not either. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> and... <laughs> this does not sit well. <laughs> and you, you look for unexpected things to happen because that is what makes this sport and any sport so fun. Um, is that you know? There's there's always these weird little possibilities. I am taken aback by encountering a possibility that I would enjoy an Ohio State win more than a Michigan win. Yeah, that feels I don't weird. Like how that feels? No. Um, I imagine that because I haven't watched a lot of Ohio State this year because I am practicing self care. Um. I really can't stand them. And I think that, you know, come noon on Sunday when they're, you know, Gus Johnson is screaming about 80,000 people in Columbus. Um, I think, or 80,000, I don't know where any of the games are. This game is in Ann Arbor. Uh, when Gus Johnson is screaming about Ryan Day as the sideline is swirling about. What a great job he's done this year. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but also Marvin Harrison Jr. is so good. What I have seen of Ohio State has mostly been highlights of him torching everybody in the country. Yeah. And he should probably be in the playoff because he's awesome. And I don't know that Michigan has anybody who's awesome. I mean, not in that way, I don't think. Uh, we'll come back to all of these terrible, awful, disgusting feelings about this Brussels sprouts of a game. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. I love Brussels sprouts. Are we going to fight? Some do. They do. That's true. Some do. Actually, I've, I've had them in ways that I don't hate them. Um, that's weird. Why why is that? Why are foods like Brussels sprouts being prepared intentionally badly? Um, I feel like Brussels sprouts it's kind of it's kind of difficult because if you do it wrong, they get a stank about them. They sure do. Well, I yeah. think it's mostly that when we were kids, all anybody knew to do with them was steam them. And and that is a recipe for stankification. Hot farts. Yes. If you roast them, did, then yeah, I was, did we that, not have roasting technology in the 1980s? <laughs> we just look. We didn't roast anything in the 80s. I know. We put a chicken one in the oven, and that was about it. Everything else got steamed. <laughs> we we were all too obsessed with low fat diets to want to cook in any way that required any fat whatsoever. 
So steamed it is. <laughs> That's really, uh, yeah. Science has advanced so much in our lifetimes that when I was growing up, people thought that if you ate fat, it would make you fat. That's yeah. It, it's a it's a work. very very legal, not even legalistic, just a deeply literal interpretation that we were all subjected to as children. <sighs> what do you think is going to be our like? that fear of today in terms of food oh carbs 100 percent. it's carbs yeah. yeah yeah you're right yeah it's carbs i also think on a on a more on a more micro level gmos are the other thing where we're like why why did you just give this a name and suddenly decide you're so concerned about it when we have been gmoing uh, produce for the entirety of modern civilization. <laughs> yeah. Isn't isn't that like didn't we all go to biology class and learn right. about Punnett squares? No, and- we yeah. well, we did not, apparently. Like, no, I feel but- like that's one of the easier ones. Yeah. Yeah, you feel like it is. And yet at some point somebody was like, well, if we give it a name that we can make sound scary then everyone will forget the very core entry-level biology that they studied as teenagers. (laughs) This episode of Casual Die Hard has been powered by AI, uh, by which I mean we are on computers. Folks, we are riding the information superhighway. Al Gore's here. On, on that, <laughs> Is that they the built the 21st waving, century. He's waving a checkered <laughs> flag. Wait, wearing a bikini. Mm. There's a mission accomplished banner behind him. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When people ask why our generation is so weird, I think we just need to remind them. Um, that for many of us, the first election we meaningfully participated in was Gore versus Bush. And that just set the stage for the rest of our adult lives. Yeah, you don't get out of hearing hanging chads a lot. Right, right, right. That is just, that should not have been in our vocabulary. I was, but but an innocent 18 year old. (laughs) (laughs) We had to grow up fast. That's right. Those were times. They they sure were times. <laughs> and Napster at the same time. And yeah. The, the sheer volume of music I because we discovered uh, I'm not sure I'm sure other college students also discovered this, but we discovered that if you made your music library searchable. Like I, I made it a network searchable drive that people who lived in your dorm or really on people who were internet. on the same Wi-Fi network, right. Um, or not even Wi-Fi at the time, people who were on the same network at the time could basically instantly download your music. So I download like the entirety of my friend's music libraries. <laughs> 
because I didn't really have to download anything. It was it was local as far as my computer was concerned. Uh, that was also how a lot of people learned about um, protecting your nudes. Yeah. And not putting those in the shared folder. Yeah, don't put those in the shared folder. Uh, Luckily, I... that was the early days of digital cameras. Oh, yeah, it was blurry. So, yeah. like, the quality. The quality was great, yeah. I remember somebody had shared their downloaded stuff. And they had some like illegal pornographic material titles. Oh no! We didn't watch them, but I, we were like, "That is." Oh weird. no! <laughs> the title yeah, alone. See, yeah, it's one thing if you get caught having like a terrible song, like "Oh, you have terrible taste in music" or whatever. That's one thing. You, you don't. You yeah, don't need to expose. Jam seven. Yeah. Right. I had a, one of my friends in college. Um, she she used to rickroll me before rickrolling was a thing, but she would do it with uh, <laughs> "It's not unusual." So she would send me over like it was your- instant messenger or whatever. She would like relabel other MP relabel M- that MP3 as being something else and send it to me. So I was just constantly being forced to listen to It's Not Unusual. It was a, it was like a John Mulaney bit before the John Mulaney bit was a thing. It was very salt and pepper diner in my dorm room. <laughs> we did that once. Uh, my roommate and I did that with uh, Hey Ya at, oh my God. <laughs> uh, at a bar in, in Manhattan. We were out late one night and just put five dollars in the box and just hit hey ya over and over and over again <laughs> did, did um, you did you mix it up with a sorry miss jackson or something to like pull off the full salt and pepper diner bit i don't remember because we were very drunk uh <laughs> as one would imagine yes i i do remember the bartender getting angrier and angrier and finally <laughs> unplugging the jukebox and plugging it back in at which point hey y'all started again um and that was a beautiful payoff <laughs> the whole bit that's uh, excellent to know about uh jukeboxes though they survive <laughs> being powered down forcibly <laughs> oh this one did uh not sure about the jukeboxes oh today oh god you're so old that bar is that bar moved and then closed wow um so amazing it's been a long time since i was young but not a long time since i have podcasted with you guys and that is a great thing i love to do it and uh i will be podcasting with you again very soon because we'll be welcoming (laughs) addy back to talk about the formula one shenanigans of the weekend. Uh, so I look forward to that. Kaylin, I look forward to talking with you again real, real soon. Uh, did we did we have any foods, other foods that we wanted to get in Thanksgiving mix? What, what are your guys' favorite? Uh, I just tossed out apple pie there because it's it's such a standard. I will say for me, uh, it's it's pecan all the way. Uh, oh, at 100%. Yes. What what are your what are your pies? Uh well, 
we we make we always do pumpkin. We're we're very traditional that way. My mom loves pumpkin pie. My mom's pumpkin pie recipe makes two pies for one can of pumpkin. Uh, and our Thanksgivings are typically pretty small. It's usually just my immediate family. So our family tradition is that my mom eats an entire pumpkin pie by herself the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and then the other, she makes the pies the day before, eats one of them. And then the other one is for quality control. Yeah, quality control. Sometimes she'll only eat and- like half of it the night before and she'll eat the rest of it like the day of Thanksgiving before we have dinner, like while she's cooking. <laughs> Also important to eat an entire pie the night before Thanksgiving so that your stomach muscles are ready for the big day. Right. She knows how a to train. A lot of people think you want to you want to go into it like fasting or with an empty stomach. No. You want no, you to, have to have eat. stretch that to the breaking point. Yeah. Yeah. So eat a whole pie on Wednesday if you can. Yeah. Uh, Keelan could eat a whole pie on Wednesday. Uh, what kind of pie would you be eating? Um... I really like sweet potato pie. And I guess it's close enough to pumpkin pie that it's almost interchangeable. Um, I I do prefer sweet potato in a pinch though. I will I will I will yeah, agree with that. I agree. It's a little more as I've gotten older, I feel like I like sweet potato better. When I as a I younger person, I liked pumpkin. I absolutely agree. And Learned about sweet potato. I don't think I've ever had like a a sweet potato pie at a holiday. Uh, the first time that I was, I've had it like at diners and stuff, but the first time that I was introduced to it uh, was at the bodega across the street from the Staten Island Ferry Terminal um, <laughs> where they had those little single serve pies. And I was like, apple, lemon, sweet potato. Let me try that. And it was it was awesome. It was a life changing moment that uh, sticks with me to this day. Uh, the time that I had sweet potato pie in Staten Island. The only good thing to have ever uh, happened in Staten Island. <laughs> that's not true. We also got a really good, uh, like, kid friendly, and like kids have enjoyed it ever since. Uh, very basic guacamole recipe from the Staten Island Children's Museum where oh. they had like a little you you get to do like some you know food prep at a right. like little get, kitchen station. Get to mash the avocado yourself and whatever. Yeah. Well that's so, fun. Staten Island home of uh, guacamole for kids uh, sweet potato pie and Wu-Tang. <laughs> And uh, I think that is an episode of our Casual Die Hard show. You should certainly uh, give us a five-star review wherever it is that you review podcasts. We're on Spotify now. We're on Apple Podcasts. When I looked before, where so we should be. Those are the places that people get podcasts. If you get your podcast some other place, like uh, Google Podcasts, I'm pretty sure we're on there too now. I got a thing... Like a, a bounce, uh, not a bounce back, a, like a, a confirmation email. And it looked like I don't use Google Podcasts. I don't know. I've, I've never met anybody who like openly uses um, anything but Apple Music or Spotify or like a dedicated RSS and, and whatever uh, kind of situation. But like um, if you have a Zoom, 
uh, you're probably not listening to us on it. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know how that all works. It was enough to get us onto onto Acast, which yeah, you, know, you hear enough podcasts that um, use a thing, and and then it seems like oh, maybe we should do that too. So we did, and now here we are, and we'll figure out how to business and such. Going forward, we are uh, smart enough people to do that and to get you to listen to a show for uh, for this long. So thank you all for listening and have a happy Thanksgiving. If you don't hear the next episode that we're going to record before Thanksgiving or that we plan to record. Anyway, that's it for this episode. I have talked for entirely too long and I will stop now. Love you. <laughs>